Hey, what's up, fam? How you doing? My name is Justin Nikolai, and with this podcast, I'm going to be trying to share with y'all my experiences as an Orthodox Christian trying to find Christ in Japan. Uh, I was baptized in 2012 in the United States, moved to Japan in 2013. I've been living the majority of my Orthodox life here in Japan. So, I'd like to talk to y'all about that. Maybe I'll uh, be blessed with a little bit of intelligence and say something that you can relate to. Um, But basically, I'd like y'all to join me on this journey. Uh, Fair warning, I'm not smart. I don't know nothing about nothing. Uh, Don't take anything I say serious. Always consult your spiritual father or the person next door to you, or a rock, any of those would be better than listening to me. Um, But yeah, I hope I can entertain y'all a little bit. Hope you can enjoy it. Uh, Hope you can forgive the lack of editing, because I'm lazy, and I also like to keep things 100. But anyway, I hope y'all enjoy this podcast, and uh, hopefully with God's grace, we can stumble down the road towards salvation together. I love y'all. And keep praying. Say fam, how you doing? Hope you're doing well. Um, With this episode, this kind of being my first official episode of this podcast, I just wanted to take a few minutes and tell y'all a little bit about who I am, uh, how I became Orthodox, and also how I became uh, so fascinated with Japan and Japanese culture. Uh, first, uh, like y'all know, my name Justin. Uh, I'm from the U.S., I'm from Tennessee, uh, born and raised. Um, I guess I'll start with Japan, because that's by far um, earlier, came earlier in my life than Orthodox did. Um, so when I was about... Oh, Lord, maybe five or six. I don't quite remember. Um, I remember getting these tapes from my next-door neighbors. My next-door neighbors were um, a Japanese-American couple. The husband was, uh, you know, former military, and the wife was, you know, Japanese. They met, I think, in Osaka. Not Osaka, uh, Okinawa. And, um, you know, they had all these tapes um, from when they were in Japan, and I'm 31 now, God willing, I'll be 32 uh, this year. Um, so, you know, the tapes they had, I was born in 89, uh, the tapes they had were all, you know, from the, you know, 80s, um, I think maybe early 90s at this point. I think, I think they're all maybe from the 80s. Um, and one of the first memories of Japan that I have is watching these tapes of Dragon Ball uh, you know, Dragon Ball Z and the commercials. I think it was the commercials that really got to me. Um, cause they were so different, uh, so colorful, so energetic. And one of the earliest feelings that I can recall having, uh, about Japan was just, I must go here. I can't really explain it cause I don't really understand it myself, but I basically had this feeling that I must live here 
I must go to this country, as I'm sure m- many other people who have been here have had at one point or another. Um, and yeah, uh, that was my introduction to Japan. I was hooked, and I basically dreamt, uh, sometimes literally, uh, for days and days and years and years of going to Japan. Like it was this insane obsession I couldn't uh, get away from. And then, you know, through God's grace, I was able to uh, go to Japan for the first time. I've been here a total of three times. The first time in uh, 2010, uh, which is also the time I started inquiring at the Orthodox Church. Now, Christianity in my family, as you would imagine with many, uh, you know, southern black families, goes back uh, and is very strong. Uh, I get my faith, and sorry if y'all can hear something in the background, it's 5.30 here, and in the town I live in here, in Japan, when it hits 5.30, there's this, like, announcement and a little song from uh, City Hall, kind of basically telling, like, the little kids to get home safe and everybody get home safe. It's actually quite little, you know, lovely little chime to hear. Anyway, um... So, you know, faith goes real deep in my family. Um, I get a lot of that from my dad, who in turn got it from his great-grandmama, my great-great-grandmama, who was the child of slaves. Um, I actually know her parents, uh, because I looked them up, and um, she raised my daddy and his brothers and sisters and and everybody. Um, And my dad would tell me that he got his faith uh, from her, his great-grandmama, and, of course, his life experiences as well, to where my dad's faith is, is basically unshakable. He's like, no, God is. Um, and that, you know, I am blessed to say was passed to me. Um, you know, my dad would read the Bible every day, I think every morning, every night. Um, it's a thing in my house where if you walk into the room and dad is reading the Bible, you shut up. Don't talk to him. Wait till he finishes. Um, And funnily enough, the person that taught him about God, again, my great-great-grandmama, couldn't read or write. Uh, In her 90, what, 95, 94, 95 years of life, she couldn't read. So, but she didn't really have to, you know. Uh, God can talk to us and speak to us in a multitude of ways. Anyway, so that got passed down to me and, and so I always was raised with uh, a strong belief in God. Um, and also, I guess, partially, uh, partially because of my early life. Um, you know, so like I said, I'm 31. I'll be 32, God willing, this year. Um, I was born in September of 89, but I was supposed to be born in December of 89. I was born three and a half months early, uh, weighed uh, what was it like 770 grams about a pound pound and a half something like that um, and I've seen the pictures of me when I was born I was incredibly small and just red and all this other stuff And uh, I've heard this story countless times from my mom and daddy that when I was born the doctor said yeah um, he's going to have about maybe a 5% chance of living um, and my dad because his faith was so strong and my mom too uh, my dad basically said, no, God ain't going to do that to me. And then uh, my mom, 
Apparently, according to my mom and daddy, she started laughing, but the doctor thought she was crying, so he tried to console her, but it turns out she was laughing. She's like, no, God ain't gonna do that to me. Um, so yeah, I've been raised in this environment of, of just have faith and keep going. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm very appreciative of that because that helped a lot, especially when it came to me eventually coming here. You know, because I've been in Japan for eight years now. Uh, again, like I said, I've been here three times. I'll get into the, the f- more detail, the first and second one here in a minute. But I've been here for eight years now, and I can't understate how blessed I am to have my parents because I know they miss me. I'm sitting out in Japan, I'm getting older. Still young, but I'm getting older, and, and seeing my parents age so far away is, is heartbreaking at times. But at the same time, it's like they love and trust me and support me so much. I just can't do nothing else but be grateful, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's my background. And Again, by the way, side note, this is the first episode, so the first couple episodes are going to be like super boring, so please forgive me. Um, Yeah. Anyway, uh, the first time I came to Japan uh, was in 2010 uh, to study abroad. I studied in Fukuoka in uh, Kyushu. Uh, Japan has three major islands, Kyushu, Honshu, and Hokkaido. Uh, if If you were to look at a map of Japan... Um, Kyushu would be the island on the lower left. Honshu is the one in the middle. It looks like the big like curve. And then Hokkaido is the one above that. Uh, in total, Japan ha- has, I think, about 6,000 islands. Like Japan has a lot of islands, uh, a lot of incredibly tiny ones too. But there are three main ones. Uh, technically four if you count Shikoku, but Shikoku's not as big as the others. Anyway, so I went to Fukuoka. Fukuoka's in uh, like the north of um, Kyushu. I was there for about four months. That was just, oh my gosh, it was insane because I was about, I was 21 when I went and I had been waiting to go to Japan for like 15 years, man. And I finally got to go. I remember getting off that plane in Tokyo and seeing the sign saying, welcome to Japan in English and Japanese. I remember, um, meeting a friend that I had on like an online Japanese friend and and they were gracious enough to kind of help me with some stuff. Um, I remember one of the first things I did, I went to a Japanese, uh, obviously it's Japanese, but I went to a um, vending machine. I got me a drink and I sit now just marveling at how to just, you know, the bottles is different. You know what I mean? Um, The little tiny things. I remember getting on the bus from the airport to where I was supposed to go. Um, just looking at the cars, the the the, um, the the trees, the signs, just and just trying to soak it in as best as I could. Like, yo, I'm in Japan, man. Um, and those four months were just amazing. I mean, it's like I finally got to do this um, dream of mine, and I felt terrible when I had to go back because uh, I thought it was over. You know, I thought, like, man, I've been wanting this for my whole life, and it's finally over. Um, but then, uh, this is the second time, uh, in 2011, as y'all may know, was the Great East Earthquake and the nuclear disaster in Fukushima. And again, through God's grace, my university was doing a uh, volunteer thing with the uh, university in Fukushima. And I was 
blessed to be one of the 10 people to go. And we went for like nine days. We went to different parts of Fukushima, uh, helped out cleaning up in some areas, got to do um, two homestays, uh, two nights, one in uh, a Japanese home, which is just amazing. We had this great sushi and, and beer, and it was amazing. And another one was in one of the temporary houses they had, had built for the families that lost their homes uh, due to the tsunami or the earthquake. And um, that was that was beast, man, because like that temporary house was really nice. And me and one of my homeboys in the group, uh, he was there too. Um, with another family and all of our families kind of got together we drank boy i got messed up yo that was fun (laughs) that was fun boy oh that was fun um and after that that basically changed my whole life because i was like yo i want to go back and help fukushima and um you know i'm keeping this short for the first episode you know i can go into detail forever but i'm just kind of keeping this short um and so after i went back from the volunteer effort um, I was like, yo, I'm about to graduate. How can I get back to Japan? Well, teaching English turns out to be a pretty easy way to get back to Japan. So I went and I applied to this uh, English conversation uh, company. Uh, they do these Aikaiwas, you know, these English conversation schools. And uh, they had an interview uh, that I was, you know, I passed. Uh, I was able to make the interview. And they said, okay, the interview is going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, near the airport I live in you know middle of Tennessee and I was with my homeboys we was at a uh, Taco Bell and I was sitting there on my phone looking to find a uh, a bus you know to get there the next day but it turns out there was one that was leaving in like an hour or so hour and a half and I could get there like that night I was like oh damn okay I need to try and get this and I remember just having to rush back home and just throw some stuff into a suitcase. And my boy drove me down uh, to Nashville or up to Nashville to catch the bus to go to Atlanta. And I, I barely made it and got there. Um, and I remember at the interview, there was a two day interview. Uh, and the first day they did like little mock lessons and everything. And then they had us do like a little spelling test. My spelling is horrible. I'm legally blind. My eyes is bad. I can't spell. And that could be true. Or it could just be an excuse for me not wanting to study. But anyway, uh, so I, I I just, you know, bombed the hell out of that spelling part. And they knew it. And they told me, uh, one of them told me, uh, he's like, yo, um, your spelling is garbage, son. Because, oh, actually, wait, let me backtrack. So what happens is, so... You did the interview, you did the little spelling test, and the grammar explanation test, and all this other stuff. And then they would give you these envelopes. All of you would meet together and they'd give you these envelopes. You'd go back to your room and you open them. And that would tell you whether or not you would be staying for the second part of the interview. If you were selected for the second day, um, then it would be basically like you got the job, or more, you're really likely to get the job. And I was like, yo, dude, I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I got bombed that spelling. I bombed the grammar. I'm done. I'm going home. But hey, screw it. Since I'm going to go home, let's go back to the room, get some pizza, and chill. Because my homie who drove me up to Nashville, he came with me. That was one of my boys, man. Um, and uh, I went up there, opened up a letter, and glory to God, I actually passed and got the second interview. 
And oh man, I was so happy. And then later on, uh, after that, you know, the interview was over and I went back home and everything. And like a few days or a week or so later, uh, I got a phone call from the company and they said, uh, yeah, man, we want to offer you a job. Oh, also back in Atlanta, they asked, where do you want to go? I said, I want to go to Fukushima. And they were like, whoa, why? I said, well, because I did the volunteer thing and I want to go back and help and everything. So I told them that. Um, and then they told me a week or so later on the phone, they said, yeah, man, like your spelling's garbage, dude, but there's something about you. This is what the trainer said. There's something about you. I think if you worked on it, you could be a good teacher. And honestly, I think that had to be God speaking through that dude. You mean, yeah, I mean, that was, oh man. Um, and then another interesting thing, when I left, um, or when I was getting ready to leave the country to come to Japan, the company arranges um, the flights for you, right? And say, hey man, we got your flight scheduled. It's March 11th. You leave Nashville Airport. And the disaster that happened in, uh, the, the Great East disaster was on March 11th. And that was, that was eerie. But anyway, um, you know, that was my third time to come to Japan and I moved to Fukushima, I taught English there for a while, and that led me to a whole bunch, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so that's Japan. Uh, orthodoxy is basically, when I was in high school and college, I kind of stopped going to church. Uh, went to a couple Baptist, uh, the, the main church I went to when I was growing up was a Baptist church way, 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 way out in the country. Um, and then I went to like another, uh, Baptist church in, I think middle school. And then in high school and college, I kind of just stopped because like, I don't see the point, man. It's kind of, you know, it don't seem like a real reason to go. And then, in, um, but you know, I've always been interested in, uh, Christian history, um, history in general I love history um, and just learning stuff I love learning stuff um, I remember one time in college um, my granddaddy's house had a fire and the, the house was fine but there was like a little electrical thing and part of the kitchen got burned and you know so we were going there to help clean up some stuff and uh, my granddaddy knew I was interested in like old books I don't really like reading but I like old books you know what I'm saying it's, it's kind of weird um and he had this uh I think it was Catholic I'm not exactly sure but it was a, a family bible one of those big family bibles from like 1870s I think or no no 18 1880s I think 1888 1889 something like that I was going through thumbing through it and at that point I was like yo my daddy knows the bible he know all the books you know all of that I was thumbing through it, and I ran across these um, books in the Old Testament that I'd never heard of, you know, uh, the Wisdom of Sirach, Wisdom of Solomon, uh, Maccabees, Tobit, and I was like, well, hold up, I ain't never heard of these, um, and I asked my daddy, he said, hey, daddy, what are these, and my daddy looked at him, he's like, well, I don't know, and that got me interested, I said, wait, my daddy don't know what this is, I don't know what this is, what is this, um, that you know I would I wouldn't say that got me started on a journey to research church history and find the fathers and nothing like that it's just you know I was interested in learning more um and in in college you know about the time I'm 20 going on 21 this is right 
around the time I went to um, uh, Japan to Fukuoka for the study abroad, I was invited to church from a friend in my Japanese class, well-read brother, my brother um, Alex, and he's like, yeah, man, you should come uh, with me to this Orthodox church. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. (laughs) He's like, no, you should come. He's like, no, I'm straight. I'm good, bro. Uh, he asked me like a couple of times. I was like, yeah, I'd fine, I'll go. I eventually went with him. And we was in the parking lot. And man gonna tell me, he's like, hey, this is gonna be different. So you just kind of copy me. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, all right, cool, whatever. I walk in, it was St. Elizabeth uh, in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And um, opened up the door, hit with the incense, beautiful singing and all that, candles. But one of the first things I remember is I, there was an icon of St. Elizabeth, the new martyr, right there in front of me. The one where she's wearing the white, um, uh, what do you call it? The white nun's vestments or, you know. Um, and one of the first thoughts I had was, who is that white lady? That ain't Mary. That ain't Jesus. Who is that? You know, because I'd never encountered saints really before um, outside of hearing them from the Catholic, uh, the Roman Catholics. But anyway, I went there. Experienced my first liturgy. Um, when it was done, I hugged Father John. I hugged the priest, um, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm doing this. I'm doing this." And to be real short, again, I'm, I'm keeping this first episode pretty short. But yeah, that was uh, how I became interested in Orthodoxy, and um, I'm still in it. <laughs> Thanks be to God, I'm still in it, and I'm learning more and more about it. Um, but yeah, that's the super rough, super dirty version of, not dirty, super rough. There we go. That's mm, Lord. That's the super rough version of me and, you know, why I'm in Japan and how I became Orthodox. Um, oh, also forgot the most important part. My baptismal name, Nikolai, named after St. Nikolai, the, uh, enlightener of Japan. I remember when I was going to get baptized, um, father going to tell me, Hey, you need to pick a saint that kind of suits you or kind of uh, live the life that you know uh, resonates with you and I, I forget if I found her somebody maybe I think somebody recommended him to me so how about St. Nikolai of Japan I was like who that is St. Nikolai of Japan who that um, I looked him up I was like dang he loved Japan because I had one of the biggest things in for me was like Japan I love Japan and wait there's a saint that loved Japan more than me, I'm a very, very prideful person, very selfish son bitch. And I said, like, wait, there's somebody who loved Japan more than me? Who this? And then, you know, I was like, yeah, nah, nah, that's gonna be my saint. You know what I mean? Um, and I, you know, and I was baptized in February of 2012, February 5th, I want to say it was on a Sunday, in, um, at the church I was at in, in, in Tennessee, I think we used the new calendar, so it was, I think, February 2nd, 2nd, I think, is the feast day for him um, on the new calendar. I, I got to double check. Well, on the old calendar, it's, the, I think, the 16th, and I wanted to do it on the exact feast day, but I couldn't because of it, it fell during the work week. Um, so I was like, okay, well, let's do it on that Sunday and when we was going to do my baptism normally they do them inside the church with the big font and everything but again thanks be to God the water broke uh, wouldn't work 
and days was a river right down the church uh, right down the way from the church and father gonna come out from behind that kind of station he's asking me to say bro you you're gonna do this in the river i was like uh yeah and i got baptized in the river and that's yeah that's, that was a fun story that was, that was a fun experience uh but anyway so this is the rough super rough unpolished ugly version of my story hope y'all enjoy it um, if you want to know more, if you want me to go into more detail about each individual part of this story, I can. Uh, just let me know. Um, but yeah, hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, y'all can follow me on um, YouTube. It's uh, Orthodox in Japan. Um, or you could also type, uh, if you type in like Nikolai the Traveler, you could probably find it. Uh, follow me there. Um, you know, comment, hey, what, you know, what y'all want me to talk about, Um, because again, this podcast series is is partially a way for me to kind of just talk about all the stuff that's been in my head um, over the years that I just want to share with people, and hopefully, you know, talk about some stuff that y'all can relate to, Um, if you're in Japan, if if you're interested in coming to Japan, if you have no interest in Japan, and just, you know, want to find somebody that uh has some similar experiences as you you know i'm uh, i want to try and help you you dig anyway y'all let me know what y'all want me to talk about next um love y'all have a good one stay prayerful don't lose hope and just keep trying see you in the next one